Hello and welcome to the Sounds Right podcast. I'm the host, Laura, and in today's episode, I'm speaking to Donna Smith. Donna is one of our trainers here at Sounds Right, and she's going to be speaking to us today about advice for phonic leads in celebration of the recent release of our phonic leads handbook. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Donna. Welcome to the podcast again. Yeah. Hi, Laura. It's nice to be here again. Yeah. So this is your second time on the podcast, but if anyone can't remember you or hasn't encountered you yet, could you give a little introduction? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm one of the Sounds Right trainers. Um, I was a primary school teacher and a deputy head teacher for 12 years of that. Um, I taught mainly in nursery and in key stage one, but I've also taught in key stage two. Um, and as well as those things, I was a director of a private nursery setting. Um, and within my school, I was phonics lead amongst many other leadership roles, as I'm sure lots of your listeners who work in schools can imagine. <laughs> Brilliant. So we recently released, well, it was a few months ago now, but the Phonics Lead Handbook. And so this podcast is going to be for phonic leads and a kind of accompaniment to that handbook and to hopefully point even more people in the direction of of that very useful document. Um, And I think we'll talk a little bit more about the Phonics Lead Handbook later. But to start with, what is a phonics lead and why is it such an important role? Well it's such an important role because it's really what it's all about isn't it teaching children how to read and spell at school so um, I often think of it as like the phonics champion uh, because schools are such busy 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 places and staff have so many responsibilities as I alluded to with the fact that I had many different roles when I was working in school Um, that's why we need to have a phonics lead um, who's going to be a champion and they champion the importance of reading and spelling. Um, So all teachers, TAs and school leaders, they know it's important and the phonics lead just helps to make sure that the school is developing excellent knowledge and understanding, developing high quality practice and communicating with parents and carers and, and other stakeholders. So this is all with the support of the wider leadership team, of course, and how the role of phonics lead, phonics champion, looks in day to day practice will vary just as schools vary. So some phonics lead will be senior leaders like I was, um, some will be the English subject leader as well, for example, um, and some will be other forms of middle leader in a school. Some will be classroom teachers, some will be non-teaching, but what really should be the same is the determination that their school is going to be the very, very best it can be at ensuring that all children attending become proficient readers and spellers. So you mentioned SLT there. Um, What kind of role does the SLT of a school play in their phonics journey? And how can a phonics lead kind of use this to advocate for an effective phonics strategy? Yeah, it's a good point. So as I mentioned in the last sort of section there, I was saying the phonics lead might be a senior leader themselves, um, but they might be a middle leader. But regardless of this, the school leadership is key to ensuring that Sounds Right is effectively implemented across the school. So all the leaders have to have a clear and ambitious vision for embedding Sounds Right in the school. It needs to be the key strategy to provide high quality and inclusive phonics instruction for all the children that attend, and as well as the professional training for all the staff. Now, this needs to be demonstrated through the school's policies, the practices and the values really in the everyday life of the school. So our phonics leads need to have a commitment to improving practitioner understanding of Sounds Right and the curriculum um, and to support them in developing their practice in teaching reading and spelling through Sounds Right. And it isn't about training staff to merely deliver 
a phonics program. It's about ensuring that their subject knowledge is really spot on and that they implement the sounds right approach in phonics lessons across the curriculum, really whenever and wherever their students are reading and writing. So the school leaders need to understand the importance of formative assessment so that teachers and TAs are responsive. And the assessment isn't all about data tracking. Um, it's about what we notice, what this tells us and how we change our planning to meet the needs of the children. So a key part of the Phonic Leads role, as you kind of mentioned briefly there, will be monitoring and coaching their colleagues. So how would you suggest Phonic Leads go about doing this? I know it can sound a bit daunting. Yeah, of course. So um, well, in the Phonics Lead Masterclass course, for example, um, we talk about monitoring fidelity to the programme. So actually, can I take a few moments to talk about fidelity? Please do. So we hear this term fidelity a lot. Um, we mention it, everyone mentions it in the phonics sphere. Um, and the Rose Review in 2006 had about it. And then iterations of the reading framework with 2023 being the latest one make it really clear that it's all about ensuring progression and avoiding confusion for our students. So if a phonics lead is monitoring fidelity to sounds right, then they'll be looking for things like um, precise pronunciation of sounds. Um, we have a video of a little boy called Alex saying the sounds really clearly. So I wonder if you could maybe link to that for our listeners. That would be super. Yes, we'll do. Thanks. Um, and so precise pronunciation of the sounds and then the use of like the honest, accurate and succinct language um, and the vocabulary of sounds, right? So things like sounds are represented by spellings, the letters don't make the sounds and so on. Um, and with this, think about taking care that practices that don't fit a speech to print approach of sounds right have no place in the school. So there's no place for spelling rules or resources that take that opposite way, print speech approach, like sight word flashcards, for example. So the scope and sequence of sounds right needs to be followed um, for the initial code and extended code. And phonics leads will make sure, of course, that polysyllabic words are introduced from unit four of the extended code, which is usually in year one. Um, and the sounds right lessons used to teach the reading and spelling of curriculum vocabulary um, will be used across like years three to six. So that'll be supporting the etymology and morphology. So we're looking at there that phonics doesn't end in year two. So we don't just teach, you know, the initial code in, in reception and then we teach extended course across years one and two. We continue um, using the sounds right approach all the way across key stage two with the older students as well. Um, so phonics lead will be monitoring not just in key stage one and the early years, but also into key stage two. And um, they'll also be looking for no matter which age group we've got, that phonics sessions are well planned and delivered with good pace so that the learning is going to move really smoothly from one sounds right lesson within a session to another. Um, and also that all the phonics sessions incorporate an element of review. So going back over something that's been taught before, um, teaching of the current unit and also that reading or writing and connected text, which is, I'm sure people listening who use sounds right will know, but either reading some decodable text or doing the lesson 4A dictation um, at the end of a phonics session. So we want to make sure as well, if you're phonics lead, that you're checking that classroom practitioners are using the sounds right scripts effectively um, and with increasing confidence over time, of course. So the scripts aren't about them losing their teaching personality to like a robotic delivery, but it is about ensuring the correct language is used and that nothing is added that may increase the cognitive load for our students 
or cause them some sort of confusion. Um, we also want our phonics leads to be looking out for the consistent use of sound rights teaching through errors, um, which we like to describe as mini scripts. So we have our lesson scripts, of course, but we have these mini scripts in the form of teaching through errors, and they can be used anywhere, anytime with the children are reading and writing. So again, it's this idea of an approach. We're not just delivering a program. We're not just plodding through like a sequence progression we're actually looking that we're using strategies and approach across the whole curriculum so that we can help children with their reading and writing wherever they're doing it and whenever they're doing it in the school day so you can find out more about what's meant by fidelity in the context of sounds right um, we have a document called fidelity and sounds right um, and also we had naomi hinton our head of training did a podcast all about fidelity a little while ago um, and finally of course we've got our phonics lead handbook which has a section about fidelity if you you're a phonics lead and you haven't looked at the handbook yet please do because it's just such a great resource it links out to all the documents you could ever need to do sounds right really really well um yeah so thank you for talking a bit about fidelity there and what we mean by fidelity and so how can the phonics lead actually take those practical steps to make sure that it is being delivered with fidelity and kind of develop and strengthen the practice in their school so the first thing is to go back to that idea of the phonics champion and the phonics lead really has to unapologetically be that phonics champion in the school. So be that reminder that the school has a commitment to helping each and every child become a proficient reader and speller. And I can't emphasize enough the difference being able to read and spell well can make to a child's life. So we think about access to the full curriculum, primary school and beyond, and um, access to reading for pleasure, access to future academic and life opportunities. It's really all about all of those children, all those students having as many doors of opportunity open to them as possible. And it starts with being able to read. Um, so you ask for practical steps though. So what can a phonics lead actually do in their role? Um, to ensure this fidelity and to be that champion. Well, monitoring is key. I've already mentioned the monitoring and right at the start, you said about it might seem a bit daunting, um, but it doesn't need to be um, because our monitoring can refer to self or peer monitoring. And the phonics lead plays a really key role in developing the culture of collaboration of whole school self-improvement. Again, with the support of those senior leaders that we talked about earlier. So monitoring needs to be um, an alongside you activity, not a done to you activity. So we're thinking about observations by mutual agreement, for example, and then of course having the really important feedback and follow up after that. And the follow up can take many forms. So for example, a phonics lead might arrange for some of their colleagues to observe them um, or for other members of staff to observe a specific element in good practice in one of the classrooms. Um, and they might also organize and plan some deliberate practice. Wonderful. Um, could you tell us a bit more about what deliberate practice is? Yeah, of course. So um, there was actually a quote in the 2022 reading framework. It didn't make it into the 2023 one, but I think it's um, a nice bit to put here. So it said that um, teachers are like tennis players and they develop most quickly when they receive frequent feedback and opportunities to practice. Um, and deliberate practice is all about the opportunity. So deliberate practice is the breaking down of a skill into its component parts and then working intensively on one of those parts and then putting the parts back together. So the purpose is to practice teaching routines. Um, so, for example, to target individual sounds right lessons and um, to ensure all the component parts are included, taught with fidelity. We need to ensure consistency, accuracy, um, and we need to help all the teachers to become excellent practitioners. And of course, to maximise the learning for all the students. Um, now, due to the many things that go on, 
in a lively classroom that a teacher has to be ready to respond to, it's really important to get our lesson scripts as automatic as possible. So we encourage practicing the script step by step outside of the class because that helps to reduce the imposition of cognitive load for the teacher and helps us to develop that automaticity in the delivery. Um, and that then means that the teacher is going to be able to deal with all the other things that happen and take place in a lesson that need their attention. So really what I'm trying to say is um, if teachers know the script, then their conscious attention can be on what the actual children are doing in terms of like think about formative assessment. We can be noticing what the children are doing, responding rather than constantly thinking consciously in our head about oh what's the next step. And um, so think that like when we're driving, I'm sure maybe it's just me, but hopefully lots of listeners have had that experience of you know you you know you're driving and all of a sudden you're a bit like oh how did I get here type thing because your attention hasn't had to focus on moving the, the gear stick or you know changing things or whatever you're just doing it automatically because you're really really experienced at it and maybe you were singing along with the radio or something like that so it's a bit like that we need to just have developed the script um our knowledge of it so that we deliver it in quite an automatic way and then we can have our attention on everything else that's going on um so deliberate practice then that might come out of monitoring um so you might sort of um you know, spot a need when you're doing some monitoring, some observations, and then you can do some deliberate practice or organised deliberate practice with that particular teacher or a group of teachers. Um, but phonics lead can also plan for deliberate practice, um, something that happens regularly, for example. Part of staff meeting time is a great idea if you can allow for that. Um, so it doesn't have to be um, a massive undertaking or task it can be in little snippets so it depends what's manageable for your school setting and um, to help phonics leads organize that though and organize your thinking about how they could do it in their school we have a practice map document um, which can help plan so it's linked to um, from our section in the phonics lead handbook called ongoing training um, but it's also a document which is available outside of that so I think Lara that one can be linked to in the show notes if you can okay great I'll put it in the show notes as well then so coordinating the school's approach to phonics includes supporting struggling readers. And I guess that's going to be a major part of a school's approach. What can phonics leads do to support these students and ensure that effective interventions are being carried out in the school? So I think um, part of the phonics lead role, of course, we've said about working with senior leaders and within that it's about working with the special educational needs coordinator or whatever that role is called in your school. There's different words, I'm sure, from all around the world. Um, but here in England, we call it the SENCO generally. So we want the phonics lead to be working with colleagues, don't we? So we're working with um, the teachers in terms of the deliberate practice and improving their practice. And then we also want to be working with the classroom teachers, senior leaders and the SENCO um, if there are any vulnerable um, students in the school who need extra help and support I say if there are there usually are aren't there um, in all schools we'll have some children who are going to need some extra help um, it's all about extra practice really so we're looking at um, the phonics leads along with the other leaders and the Senko in the school thinking about um, what is the quantity first of all of what these students are getting so if we've got someone who is struggling to learn to read and spell well then we need to be thinking about first of all how much are they getting so we've got the whole class phonics session happening but how much extra are they getting is the first thing because obviously we want to give them as much as we can and the second part of that is thinking about quality so who is actually doing the interventions because you know an intervention isn't going to solve it 
for these children. It needs to be with the best available person that it possibly can be in that school. So sometimes it's about thinking how you organize the school's timetable and how you organize the staff so that those vulnerable learners get the very best person and they get the very most in terms of quantity that you can give them. So I'd say we say about ensuring effective interventions in the Phonics Lead Handbook. Um, and my little keywords for that is always quality and quantity. So think of those two cues when you're a phonics lead and you're thinking about the provision for your most vulnerable learners. That's a really key thing. And um, part of it as well will be working with parents, of course. Um, and that might just be sort of providing some um, help for when the class teacher is going to be speaking to a parent about their child's needs, for example. Um, and it can also be about supporting the parents to do the best job that they can at home to support their child. So sharing information about the school's approach to reading and spelling is really helpful, of course. So you'd be talking about sounds right um, and what actually happens in class and how the children are taught. Um, and thinking about then about the, the concepts and the skills and giving parents a little bit of information about that. Um, a really good idea is to direct parents to the course that we have of course for help your child to read and write which is our course for parents and carers it's completely free um, and that's a great course for giving parents that that sort of knowledge to help their child and um, there's example videos in that of someone reading with the child so it gives them that you know they can actually see oh that's how I could do it at home as well and um, just giving them some information because knowledge is power really in that way isn't it if they know um, how things should be going for their child then they also know when it's not going well and they can look at ways of helping. Great, thank you. I think another part of the Phonics Leads role um, is also making sure that new staff have been trained, um, as well as obviously you mentioned there, making sure that interventions are carried out by the sort of best person for that job. And that person will always have been trained in that school's phonics approach. So yeah, the, the phonics lead will need to kind of keep an eye on who's trained, make sure that everyone has good subject knowledge, keeping people up to date with sounds rights updates and anything new that they should know about. Yeah, so I think that's um, part of the role is making sure that you yourself as phonics lead um, are up to date and your subject knowledge is good. Um, and I always think that, you know, I, you know, I'll say this, I once got introduced um, on a webinar or a session I was doing with people as an expert, uh, which made me laugh a little bit. And I, I thought, oh goodness, no, don't put me on that kind of stool. Because I think that's the thing, we're, we're all still learning and we've all got so much to learn about phonics and reading as well. Um, I would never say I, I know everything, um, despite sort of living and breathing sounds right as my whole job, which I know for phonics leads, you've got your whole job which is much wider than just being a phonics leader or just teaching phonics and um, for pretty much all of you I'd imagine there's a lot of other things going on with your actual job so um I always think the thing is to be willing to learn we all have to be willing to learn and phonics leads as part of that so we're looking at you know doing the initial training isn't even the end of training it's not the end of learning about how children read it's not the end of learning about how to do sounds right um so our phonics leads should be looking at things like our portal videos um joining in with our web webinars they're completely free of course um sign up to the facebook group if you're a facebook user because that's a really active um enthusiastic <laughs> full of questions kind of place to be to learn more even if you're not going to post things you'll learn a lot from reading what other people do post um, making sure you read our newsletters so the phonics toolkit that comes through is really helpful um, and obviously the phonics seed handbook which is kind of what brought me here today so making sure that you have that you access that you use that there's lots of links to other documents from that so there's lots of other things to learn there's one which is um 
subject knowledge document, which is, gives a really good kind of, um, if you're going to read a few things, then read these <laughs> to help develop your subject knowledge. And um, so there's a few books, a few articles, a few podcast type things for you to go and, and look at um, under various subject headings within that subject knowledge document. So I'd really recommend that you have a look at that one, Phonics Leads. Um, and the other thing is that how do you then kind of support and encourage your other colleagues to do the same sort of thing? And I think that's part of you leading by example there, but it's sharing things with them. So, you know, when a newsletter does come out from Sounds Right, do you send it on? Do you mention it in a staff meeting or a staff briefing? Um, when there's a webinar coming up, have you, you know, have you signed up to Eventbrite to get the alerts when there is one? And then do you say to other teachers, you know, when the initial code refresher ones on for example do you say to your reception teachers or oh, here's a great one that you might want to take part in um if you've got the support of senior leaders for maybe rearranging staff meeting times and things you could use a bit of them in those times as well so it's just always looking for ways to update yourself um and keep in touch with sounds right and what's going on so uh you mentioned something about obviously letting colleagues know if anything's new and I guess it's flagging up to any phonics leads out there who haven't heard about the handbook yet that is quite new so there's something new to make sure you as phonics lead have um but we've also got the new portal Laura which you know an awful lot about and um, being the the main person leading on that um so you might want to say something about that but I would just like to say that it's a great and valuable resource um and phonics leads should definitely be accessing it and making sure that their school colleagues are using it too do you want to add anything about the portal Laura because that is something quite new yeah, sure. I, I know that, you know, if you've already got your resources and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to to switch onto something new, but it's definitely worth having a look at what we've got on there because there's I think there's stuff that will make it really easy to to deliver it with fidelity, stick to the right word list, the right units, things like that. We've got lots of interactive activities in there. Um and we're actually going to release a new version in a couple of months which is exciting and which will build on that even more um and hopefully ensure people can deliver it with even greater fidelity than they are already um so yeah have a look oh, wow so you heard, you heard it here first a new Indeed. version is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's great thank you and one thing that's out speaking of, we always develop new things so from within the portal you can also access the new practitioners hub um, which existed a little bit before the portal and that's got great videos um and although it's called new practitioners hub I think it should just be called the Practitioners Hub in a way because the videos within that are just really helpful for anyone using Sounds Right who maybe just wants a refresher. Um, and Phonics Leads, if you've got anyone who is moving your group, for example, then that's a really great resource for them to access. So you might have a teacher moving like, you know, from reception to year three um, and good luck to them. It's going to be a great experience and very different. But do you know what? To get on board with how Sounds Right would be different, there's year three videos in there for them getting started in year three. Um, and the opposite way around, but if someone moving from year five to reception, or to year one and again those hub videos are just be a great way for them to refresh about sounds right um, and get ready to teach in a different year group as well so please direct your staff to using those and I mentioned deliberate practice and those sorts of videos can come in really handy with that because you know you you want to be saying right well maybe we're going to practice lesson six for example um, and we're going to do that in the staff meeting and then you can use the videos that's top tips for lesson six for example um, to actually be part of that whole sort of training session before staff then do look at the script and then do practice the lesson um so there's lots of resources out there that can help you form quite a good in-school cpd after you've all had the initial sounds right training and so much of it is free so 
so much enjoy. of it is free <laughs> i think that's that's sometimes you know it's that people sometimes say about training so you're paying for training but then you access to the portal the free webinars the free facebook group uh, the free newsletters of course the phonics lead handbook is just free um the one thing that isn't quite free though is the phonics lead Masterclass, which i don't think i've i think i mentioned it briefly when i said about fidelity so the phonics lead Masterclass is a great course for phonics leads who've done the sounds right training um it takes place on four afternoons and um there's a great wealth of experience and is in there with the different trainers who are involved um, and you get the chance to obviously work with other phonics lead from around the, the country and indeed the world um, and that that does have a cost um, of course at the minute I'll give you the current price is £275 um, but if your school has a package so if your school has trained um, five or more people within the next sort of 24 month period from when they started the training then they would get a free place on that as well so uh, there is a way to get it for free um, but there is a small cost if you're not part of a school package. And something else that we didn't mention when we were naming all the free things is that we <laughs> we also encourage, we give a free place to head teachers when their staff are training on our course, which is great for getting sort of, you know, that senior leadership team really behind the approach and really understanding what's going on. That's a really good point, Laura, because I have I have mentioned about senior leaders kind of all the way through this podcast. Um, but yeah, we do actually train the head teacher for free. So your head your staff are signed up for training, the head teacher can come along for free, either online. Uh, or in person so they can choose which version they want to do what's the easiest for them to do um, because we want the head teacher to really understand the sounds right program the phonics approach that we have so that they know what's going on in their school and can be part of that whole uh, monitoring and collaborative development approach that we want in schools so if your head teacher hasn't done the course yet tell them to go and claim their free place <laughs> definitely <laughs> Hopefully now we're going to have like hundreds of head teachers flooding to <laughs> us for free place. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, final question, and I know you touched on this briefly earlier. How can phonics leads get parents and carers involved? I did touch on this already, didn't I? But yeah, just to reiterate that we um, think that working with parents and carers is going to be key for all things in school, not just phonics. Um, but the home support with reading is really, really valuable and sometimes gives parents that little window into what's going on with their child's learning um, as well. And the way that they don't have, you know, they don't get to see maybe so much of the, the geography that happens, for example, but they're going to see the reading book coming home and they're going to want to listen to their child read. Um, so we can teach the skills and give practice in school of course we've talked about that quality and quantity that needs to happen um, but we want them to have as much practice as possible so we really want parents and carers to make time for reading at home and phonics leads you can support this by giving information as I said before um, you can tell them how reading and spelling is taught in school um, and how they can be supportive listeners of children's reading at home so my last podcast was actually about this <laughs> so I won't get into repeating myself with lots of things uh, but you could listen to that episode if you haven't had enough of my voice already or you could take a break and listen tomorrow um, but one thing again just to flag up is that free parent and carer course and um, which Laura is going to hopefully link to in the show notes for you yes absolutely brilliant well that draws this episode to a close thank you so much Donna for being here and telling us all about this um, it's been lovely to have you on the podcast again Thanks, Lauren. Thank you for being such a great host. And thank you to all the phonics leads out there in schools doing the great work of being phonics champions. Absolutely. All right. See you next time. 